Hey, this is Drew. This is the Piece of Drew podcast, where we get to the meat of the matter. Today, it's a Friday. We are talking about slavery today. No, not the historical stuff. I'm not going to get into that. That's not my focus here. But what I wanted to talk about was the slavery that is internal. What are we slaves to? What are we tied to? What do we fear? What do we hope? These things drive our day-to-day existence in ways that we don't even understand until until we take a good hard look inside or outside and try to find out what the fuck is going on. And that brings me to uh, my disclaimer here, my warning. I, I am kind of a swearing type of guy. So this is an adult podcast with adult themes. I'm not talking about a fantasy world unless we're talking about a fantasy world with adult themes, meaning d- uh, death, slavery. Um, well, those are the main things. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, of course. But, uh, you know, whatever interests me is whatever interests me. And whatever I'm researching is whatever I'm researching. It has nothing to do with what's popular, more or less. So today, I'm just kind of musing on the concept of slavery a little bit. I was kind of, I wrote a little piece this morning real quick, about 300 words something like that, a minute. I wrote it on Medium, um, medium.com, I think. Uh, I like that venue. It's a great place to write. It's a great place to read writing. People tend to take things kind of seriously there. I don't know how that is. I'm not sure how they, uh, they vet people exactly. They don't, they don't vet people. It's a self-vetted situation there. I'm not, I have no idea how that works, but anyway, in any case, there's a somewhat higher caliber of writing than, than say, the overall WordPress blogosphere, I guess you could call it. Um, there's something about how the design is of Medium that makes it really an interesting place to write. And you are prompted to write stories. They call everything you write stories. Um, it kind of reminds me of how when I downloaded Scrivener, another amazing piece of software, um, I recommend recommend Scrivener 100% for all your writing needs. It's the most amazing software I've ever uh, used, and it actually gets me writing more. I love writing, but I didn't know how much I loved writing until I started to use Scrivener. Um, it's a very kind of oddly named piece of software program app, but it, it, it works like a goddamn charm once you get past the learning curve, which is somewhat steep. It's point A to point Z pretty quickly. Once you get it figured out, it's not a problem at all. There's no problems at all. You just turn it on and you go, I love you. I love you, Scrivener. And you write... But what I was going to say in any case was that 
in Scrivener, you're kind of uh, encouraged just by the design of the software to write within parameters that are chapter scene. Uh, a little bit later in my life, after getting Scrivener, downloading Scrivener, I got a book about creative nonfiction writing, and it talked about the fact that when you are writing creative nonfiction and overall fiction and nonfiction in general, just creative nonfiction, you have to be kind of um, very aware of what you're trying to do because it's both fiction and nonfiction in a way. In any case, that's another topic. But but the point is, is that in that book, they were talking about crafting scenes. Uh, you want to craft a scene almost always in your writing because that is what people are interested in. That is what a story is made of, a number of scenes strung together. It sounds blasé, boring, but a house is a number of nails nailed into a number of boards set up one by one. I mean, it's relatively boring. Everything worth a damn has certain aspects of mundanity, mundaneness. In any case, Scrivener is awesome um, for writing, nothing else. It's a horrible program for if you're going to try to play you know, Pong. In any case, going back to the concept of scene, medium uh, encourages you to write stories. And the idea of writing stories encourages you to write better. And I suppose those little hints kind of just really add up and make you want to do better and to, to craft what you want the world to see. In any case... It's a great venue. It's uh, created by the founder of Twitter. Go to medium.com and see what it's all about. But we're talking about slavery. Anyway, what I was writing about in Medium was the idea that as writers, any writer or perhaps any artist at all, you start out in your early teens kind of thinking, I have the most amazing story. I'm going to be like, um, you know, the Kurt Cobain of writing or whatever the fuck you think is awesome. You're going to be the best of the best or you have the coolest story or whatever the heck it is. Essentially just thinking you are um, more important than you actually are. We're actually not very important. The whole point of my piece was that we think we're important and we are, but we're also completely not important. And so I just took a few minutes to explore the paradox of that weird situation. We live in a world with millions and billions of people and creatures and life and death, love and sex, a lot of food, it's a lot of cars. On and on and on. There's a lot of things going on is what I'm trying to say here. And when you start to think too much that your own story is the ultimate story, then, of course, you are going to be a bore. 
And that is where a lot of writers get into problems, I think, as far as I can tell, newer writers, including myself, where you think, here is this ultimate, you know, Romeo and Juliet story or whatever it is. Here is this rock song I made about the love affair I had that's so very, very important. Totally unimportant. But so I wrote a little bit about that. Point of that for me was to simply just get that idea out there. Love the idea of medium. People can read it and clap if they want. Or just hopefully, you know, all it is is sharing ideas. And I want to I want to see other people's ideas as well. And they spark my ideas and I spark their ideas. And this wonderful back and forth of uh, creativity. And that's the most beautiful thing that can happen on the planet. Creation. The power of creativity is the thing that kind of yanks my crank. All right. So I did do that post and let's see here. I was kind of browsing around on the internet looking for some thoughts when it came across a website that I go to sometimes when I'm interested in sort of a, uh, how do you call philosophical thinky thoughts? It's called uh, brainpickings.org, uh, curated by Maria. I don't know how to spell this or how to pronounce her last name. Popova, Popova, Maria, Maria at brainpickings.org. Um, she writes amazing articles. I wrote, I read a story about her process. She spends hundreds and hundreds of hours each month putting together this website. Uh, meticulous craftsmanship. Way beyond anything I could ever do, that's for damn sure. Um, but she, but it's a great site. It has tons of brain, well, brain pickings, you know, tons of uh, thoughtful inquiry into intellectual issues as well as emotional. So uh, that's, you know, if I'm, if I'm in the mood for the mind, playing with the mind, and that's that's one of the sites that I check out. Uh, so she was talking in this new article about Seneca, who is a Stoic philosopher um, from way back when. I'll get into that at some other some other pop podcast. But um, here is a quote by him, translated by classics scholar Moses Haraz. Hades, H-A-D-A-S. Um, so Seneca says this. We are all chained to fortune. The chain of one is made of gold and wide, while that of another is short and rusty. But what difference does it make? The same prison surrounds all of us, and even those who have bound others are bound themselves. Unless, perchance, you think that a chain on the left side is lighter Honors bind one man, wealth another, nobility oppresses some, humility others, some are held in subjection by an external power, while others obey the tyrant within, banishments keep some in one place, and the priesthood others, all life is slavery, therefore each one must accustom himself to his own condition and complain about it as little as possible. 
and lay hold of whatever good is to be found near him. Fucking wild, man. I mean, sometimes you read a quote from hundreds of years ago and you think, how can, how can that be that old of a quote? And, it, you know, and overall, it really just points out that the human condition is not a thing that can be dated. <clears throat> all human life culture is all modern at some point, is what I'm trying to say. And people are people. Um, so, yeah, that quote kind of like caught my eye. And I was thinking about, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter if you are a king or a pauper or a wage earner or a creative or whatever the hell it is that you are. What matters is kind of what you make of whatever the situation that you find yourself in, what you make out of it, and what you try to create out of the raw materials of your life. That's kind of what that quote tells me. Um, so I think Seneca was kind of looking at a little bit at the negative side um, of the equation and just trying to relate that, hey, you know what? We all are slaves to, well, life and death for one and fear and hope for another. Nobody is any different in that regard. It's kind of like the Buddha. The Buddha kind of focused on the negative to some large degree too. So Seneca was a real person. The Buddha was a real person. A quote by the Buddha, Buddha kind of caught my eye too this morning. All experiences are preceded by mind, having mind as their master, created by mind. Okay, so there we have Buddha's sort of obsession with the mind as the ultimate filter that life goes through. Um, one could also argue that every single thing is not the mind and every single thing is physical. And then you get into kind of a semantic argument about what is real and all this bullshit philosophical crap. That's fun too, whatever. But it doesn't, it comes down to the concept in my head. It all comes down to the concept that there is reality and then there is fantasy. The fantasy is that we have control over our lives to some large degree because, well, we're born, we had no control over that, and we die, and we have no control over that. So all we really have control over is a certain amount of time in between. And some of us get sick with cancer. Some of us lose a loved one or a limb. There are about, there are about one million billion things that can happen that in a certain sense takes away control from us. And it, it's all about what we do with those situations. And that's kind of what the Stoics were talking about. And that's kind of like what the Buddha was talking about. What do we do with the situations that we find ourselves in?
But I don't think it's all about the mind at this point. I kind of wonder if the Buddha got it all backward and it's all about the body and all about touch and care and thought, you know, thoughtfulness. Again, though, thoughtfulness is an action, not necessarily a feeling. You know what I mean? Thoughtfulness, um, compassion, these are words that describe action, what you actually do, not what you say you do or what you think you might do. There's a huge problem with the idea of just thinking something and not doing it. Then that thing you thought that doesn't exist. And that's, you know, kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Medium. It encourages you, Medium the website, it encourages you to just work a little bit on your writing, write the story. Here's a little piece of my life. Here's a little thought in my head. Here's a response to this guy or this gal. Here's whatever. The point is do the thing. Just do the thing. And people people really are doing something with social media every day, all day long, wasting their damn lives, basically. So why not, you know, step it up a notch? Maybe just put aside the Twitter and the Facebook and jump on things like the Medium or even podcasts, interact with podcasts, long-form entertainment, slash content, slash information, etc., etc., etc. The idea is little sound bites are nothing but thoughts. Uh, an action is a complicated reaction to our thoughts put into physical space. Now, it might sound like I am on drugs, and I am not. Uh, I'm just thinking out loud here, so hopefully it isn't too crazy for you. So as I thought about stuff, um, I realized all this kind of ties down, all this kind of um, swirled together in my brain and made me think of this this poem that I believe it was last year that really punched me in the gut um it really made me think about what it means to really i guess follow your dreams to some degree and what it really means to be creative on another aspect of it um i really dig this poem uh i don't know how to say this guy's whole whole name rainier rainier maria rilke Whatever, man. Rilke. Even that could be wrong. It's probably like Rilke. I don't know. I just read this shit, man. I don't I don't know. I had a... For the longest time, I had to... I read so much as a child. I didn't know how to like pronounce anything really very well because I didn't really use the dictionary. I just worked out what the meaning was of whatever word it was that I was didn't know and then just sort of had my own pronunciation. Uh, and I, I don't... That hasn't changed in almost 40 years now. I'm still like that, living in my head. <laughs> um, all right, so this, this poem rocks. As once the winged energy of delight carried you over childhood's dark abysses, now beyond your own life build the great arc of unimagined bridges. Wonders happen if we can succeed 
and passing through the harshest danger, but only in a bright and purely granted achievement can we realize the wonder. To work with things in the indescribable relationship is not too hard for us. The pattern grows more intricate and subtle, and being swept along is not enough. Take your practiced powers and stretch them out until they span the chasm between two contradictions, for the God wants to know himself in you. Boom. But, um, of course, I wouldn't say God is a he. And now this is me talking. This isn't real key no more. It ain't no more that I'm talking be Rilke, yo. Nope, this is me. Anyway, I wouldn't really go ahead and call God a he. God is a concept, again, another concept, as if that matters. But no concept matter. Of course they do. Um, but the God concept, that's been taken too far. Maybe it's time to just shelve the idea of God and just believe in the individual, uh, all of a sudden, I'm sounding like a humanist or some shit. Seems to me, though, how much goddamn trouble <laughs> has been created out of the idea of God. It's hard to imagine what the world would be like without religion overall. Some people suggest that religion helped cultures become more civilized, and some people disagree. I would say religion overall helps people come together, helps create community. I wouldn't have said this 10 years ago, but I definitely think there's a community aspect to it. Um, it's kind of a wonderful thing in that way. I know that. And then also to touch beyond the s smaller part of who we are on this planet and try to touch the bigger part of who we are is not a bad thing necessarily the only thing that is bad is when we start to say well when we start to judge other people and say you are doing bad things and i'm doing good things or some such thing like that so that whole part of religion the judgment that's that's ridiculous there's no there's no point in that at all that's just negative i think so in any case you know, today is Friday. I am going to be doing my podcasts every Friday. Each podcast is going to be about 25 minutes. I'll try to be interesting to you and be interesting to myself. I'll try to be informative to you and informative to myself. And I'll try not to drink too much coffee so that I can speak clearly and you can understand me. Anywho, this has been Peace of Drew Podcast where we make meat of the matter <laughs> or what matters is meat no 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 where we get to the meat of the matter so i hope you have a great weekend take care